1993, American television was forever changed when a floating head in a tube chose five teenagers with attitude to protect Earth from alien monsters. Twenty years later, it is still one of the most popular franchises on television. Charlie's Geekcast presents... Contact the Power Rangers at once. Everybody and welcome to this special episode of what show am I doing? Oh, Charlie's Geekcast. <laughs> <laughs> I am your host Charlie Newmar, and today we are beginning a celebration as this year marks the twenty. In fact, the day this episode is being released marks the twentieth anniversary of the debut of Power Rangers. And to help me celebrate this monumental event, I've brought some guests along. First up is a guy that I'm going to introduce first because I'm really just meeting him for the first time, and so I don't know much about him. Joe Hogan. Hey, Charlie. How you doing? Thanks for, uh, <laughs> thanks for having me. Hey, no problem. Uh, <laughs> that might be the best introduction I've ever been given anywhere. <laughs> uh, awesome. <laughs> uh, we found this guy on the street. I don't know anything about yeah. him. Let's talk about Power We have no clue who he is. He just said, I like Power Rangers. So we're like, hey, come on. Uh, next up is a guy... Well, actually, the next two guys both talk about the same stuff. Uh, that are very well versed in guys in tights. Mm-hmm. Um, Whoa! Okay. Yes. If <laughs> <laughs> you know what we're saying. <laughs> uh, first up, we have Joshua Lappin Bertoni. Yes. Um. If there's one thing that drives me wild, it's guys with tights. Um. Uh, don't we all really? All day. Every oh day. yes. Yes. Oh yeah, and and, and spandex. Oh, yeah. Spandex and tights. There's not much better than that. And then, of course, who, the, the guy who seems to be Josh's partner wherever he goes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and the guy we found out was just a little baby when this was on, yet still watched it. Donovan Morgan Grant. <laughs> to quote Uma Thurman from the best Batman movie ever, there's something uh, about an anatomically correct rubber suit that... Makes a girl go wild, so oh, let's talk about spandex wow. and tights and leather. <laughs> uh, so the female crowd will be loving this episode. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> oh, because yeah. girls are listening. Oh, yeah, you oh, know it. No, no, never mind. Conway and uh, and McFarlane already got into trouble for that. Oh, crap. That's true. <laughs> well, today we are going, uh, this episode, depending on how, well, or episodes, depending on how long we end up running, it, we are going to talk about... Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the first three years, give or take, of Power Rangers. Yes. But before we actually get into Power Rangers, I thought we, I would go through real quick and kind of uh, talk about how we actually got to having Power Rangers in America. So it's a really quick, hopefully, history lesson, depending on how much the other guys jump in. Um, 
The Power Rangers went to Ellis Island, where uh, they were forced to register <laughs> under assumed names. <laughs> and it was a superhero registration. It was terrible, and Iron Man was the bad guy. It was rough. Anyway, um, technic- okay, Power Rangers is actually an adaptation of a Japanese series of shows known that, uh, that is known as Super Sentai. The very first uh, show that was well shown in Japan uh, was called, well, actually, the full name is Humetsu, Himetsu Sentai Go Ranger. This made its debut in April of 1975. And much like what you, what you might be expecting from Power Rangers, it, wants, uh, it has, well, basically your five multicolored, brightly colored uniforms with helmets, superheroes with, well, they do a lot of karate. And, and other martial arts, and they have all their special weapons, and they fight aliens and monsters. Uh, that that series ran for two seasons and was followed by another series. These two series will both have one thing that you're not going to expect. They did not have the giant robots. Uh, I believe if they used anything, they had giant ships, and they really liked using dune buggies. For some reason. Dune buggies with cannons. Believe it or not, the first robot that showed up was actually in a seri- in a show that has nothing to really do with Power Rangers much. I, although, ironically, two of the guys on this show know a lot about the character. The first robot showed up in Spider-Man. <laughs> the Japanese tokusatsu adaptation of everyone's favorite wall crawler. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. <laughs> that, I was actually started thinking the uh, the Zoo Ranger theme, but with Spider-Man. And stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, not quite, but yes. Um, basically, that series introduced. Uh, believe it or not, even other than the costume, this Spider-Man really didn't have much in common. Well, some of the powers you, you don't say. <laughs> really didn't have much in common with your typical Marvel comic Spider-Man, other than the fact. Well, I just said that. Um, he wore a Ironically, great... though, in the latest issues of Spider-Man, he has a giant robot now. Really? We're yeah. afraid to say, yes. Oh, <laughs> I'm afraid so. <laughs> Fan-frickin-tastic. Anyway, uh, basically, this did not have a whole lot to do... I mean, there was, wasn't... There was no Daily Bugle or any newspaper. There wasn't a... Uh, it wasn't Peter Parker. He wasn't a photographer. It involved a lot of aliens and monsters, like the Super Sentai. Uh, he had a brace that he wore that allowed him to transform into Spider-Man, which basically just had the costume shoot out, and he put it on, kind of like the Flash. And, um, and yes, he fought the aliens with, with a giant robot. Fun fact is that after only six episodes of that series, the, ro- the suit for the robot got stolen, and... They didn't have enough money because the budget was so small for that show to make another suit. So the whole rest of the series, apparently, was cut foot, spliced footage of the robot, a footage of the robot fighting new footage of whatever monster he was fighting. That's hilarious. <laughs> so they had six episodes <laughs> with the robot, and then everything else was spliced. So that's that was pretty sad. To this day, that has not returned. But anyway. I wonder why. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so after that, uh, the, the next 
Super Sentai series was Battle Fever J. Now, this series is actually the first to become a Super Sentai, and the whole reason it is a Super Sentai is because it had a giant robot. Also, it was made in conjunction with Marvel Comics, believe it or not. In fact, this series was actually originally going to be called Captain Japan and was going to be a Japanese version of Captain America. Hmm, interesting. Believe it or not. Um, and, f- and I don't know at what point this was added in, but they, the heroes defeated the bad guys with dance. <laughs> I mean, what else are you going to defeat? <laughs> I know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> because uh, why not? Yeah, of course. But uh, yes, it had Captain Japan. Uh, no, it actually had Battle Japan because it was Battle, Battle France, Battle Kenya, Battle Cossack, and Miss America, who is the only hero in the entire history of the Super Sentai series to have hair on her helmet. What? what, what oh. And blonde hair at that. <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering how like she was portrayed, you know. It, it would be interesting to know how... What was it? Where are we? 1970s. 1970s, you know, yeah. Japanese perceived us Americans. Well, I can tell you from what I've seen, she was an FBI investigator. But I should point out that it's uh, Japan, <clears throat> and even in the current uh, their current series, the women are not treated as well as they are on the American version. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, especially 1979. So, <laughs> Don't say. in any event, um, after a while, they um, they kept they continued these new series. I think Marvel helped out with two more series, uh, and then they started just Japan started making their own series. Uh, and f- the first one to ever actually be shown in the states was the show. Uh, Kagaku Sentai Dynaman. And that was only shown about eight episodes. I think they showed... Yeah, they showed eight episodes here in the States uh, as part of the USA night... Um, middle of the night stuff. Because it was the early 80s... Or the mid-80s and, you know, cable companies were just trying to find anything to show so that they could have their programming going 24 hours. So this was actually dubbed... Uh, into English by comedians. So it was made... They were basically making fun of it the whole time. And actually, only seven episodes did any kind of adaptation of the series. The eighth episode was apparently reusing a lot of footage for some kind of a Dynaman convention. Don't ask. I haven't seen them. But all the episodes are available on YouTube, apparently, at varying qualities. Now, after that, nothing else came to America until about 1990-ish when a man named Hayam Saban took a trip over to Japan. And he happened to be watching TV one day and spotted this show. If the, if the time is right, if it was in fact 1990, more than likely he, was, he saw an episode of the series Chikyu Sentai 5-Man. These are fun to say, by the way. <laughs> uh, Chikyu Sentai 5-Man. And again... It's your typical, it, as the name suggests, it's five heroes, brightly colored spandex, with helmets, martial arts, robot, and everything, like you would expect. Um, now, I don't know if he ever tried that series, bringing that over to America, but he was inspired and thought that it would be very good, to, this was a show that would work in America. He, 
I have heard that he tried the next series, which was called Jetman, Chojin Sentai Jetman, uh, but that didn't. That failed to fly. No pun intended. So he tried again the fo- with the following year's series, uh, which debuted in 1992, called Kyuru Sentai Zhu Ranger. Yes. One, yes. <laughs> now this series had had a bit of a dinosaur theme, uh, and I guess the thought of the dinosaur theme was something they thought they could really use over here in the states, because dinosaurs were almost always big, especially right around the time with Jurassic Park and everything. Mm-hmm. So after a few, after a bunch of casting, after a f- two or three or three or four different versions of the pilot episode uh, involving a change of the Yellow Ranger, and some controversy over the casting of the Yellow and Black Rangers, which we'll get into, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers made its debut on August 28, 1993. Basically, tele- American television, as we know it, was changed forever. <laughs> Somehow. So, so, <laughs> so this is where we're going to get into the into Power Rangers. Now, before we even start, uh, I guess we can mention some the little bit of controversy first. Of course, uh, the colorful Rangers. There's the Red Ranger, Blue Ranger, Red, uh, Pink Ranger, Black, and Yellow Rangers. F- well, depending on whose version of the story you want to listen to. Um, a, a black guy was chosen to be the Black Ranger. <laughs> I, I, I don't buy that whole, we didn't realize that the black guy was the Black Ranger until the sixth episode. Come on. And his uh, weapon at, was a gun. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, a, can, a cannon, in an fact. A, an axe an gun. Axe gun. An axe cannon, yes. And actually, the Yellow Ranger was originally, I think that lady was Hispanic. But um, she what? had to, the the original Yellow Ranger, I believe, was Hispanic. I don't think she was Asian. Uh, but she had to drop out, so they got Tui Trang to take over, and she, of course, is Asian, and she was the Yellow Ranger. And of course, that's a racial connotation as well. <laughs> you don't say. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get that one until I was much older. Oh yeah, no, I didn't get that either. I didn't actually pay much attention to the fact that it was a black guy as the Black Ranger either. I didn't notice that until people were pointing it out when I was older. I, was I, like, thought it was, oh, I didn't yeah. think it was anything malicious, so I thought that was like, alright, whatever, if that's what you're going to do. Well, I was like, okay, which, which one you guys want to be? <laughs> I didn't know how they casted these things. Anyway. Well, I'm sure everyone here has seen that college humor skit with, like, Zordon and, like, you will be the second Black Ranger. <laughs> yes. It's, uh, they do fix that when they do the recasting in Season 2, but we're not there yet. Uh, but basically, yes, these are the... More f- minorities. 
<laughs> oh, the Power Rangers does a very good job of making sure they get all very diverse casts. Uh, but yes, the f- uh, first episode premiered on April, April, August 28th, 1993. And basically the f- story of the first part of the first season of Power Rangers. And I'm reading this directly from the wiki. Uh, long ago, the ancient wizard Zordon, a giant head in a tube, did battle with the evil witch Rita Repulsa. And after long years of battle, he managed to defeat her using five magical power coins. As punishment for her loss, she is sealed inside of a canister, which they can call a dumpster for some reason. It does not look like a dumpster. Uh, on the Earth's moon. However, before being sealed away, Rita trapped Zordon in a time warp. After 10,000 years, she was freed. And she figured it was time to conquer Earth. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Which, by the way, like if you watch the actual episode, she doesn't say that. No, she doesn't. She doesn't even say it in the uh, pilot. It's only at the. It's only in the intro it's section. Only, yeah, she like says something like, "Oh, you're gonna miss my coming out party where I blow up the nearest planet." Yeah, she says nothing about conquering Earth at all. Uh, it's implied, but she doesn't say it. Zordon, in a des- <laughs> yeah, desperate to stop her. Had it's his- implied when she's blowing stuff up. <laughs> well, yeah, lifting buildings out of the ground to make her palace up on the moon. Yeah. Uh, Zordon, desperate to stop her, had his assistant Alpha 5 recruit five teenagers with attitude. They were granted the powers of prehistoric animals and became the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I, I don't mean to interrupt you again. But, oh, you're um, fine. Like, uh, teenagers with attitude. Did any of them have attitude? Um, no. <laughs> I don't know where the attitude part came slightly. from. Especially Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Five, I, think like, five. <laughs> I think, like, right, right before uh, they get teleported, they're, like, all, like, you know, seen at the juice bar talking about, like, honesty, integrity, and teamwork, and... <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> really attitude traits. Now, uh, let's see. Now, let, we could talk real quick about who the char- about the Rangers themselves. Uh, first up would be the Red Ranger. That would be Jason. Um, although he does have a last name. Wait a minute. It's right here. Jason Lee Scott. Believe is, that, it or not. is that his full name? Huh? Yeah, at some point, he, oh, yeah, yeah. At, at some point, they all got full names. You don't know it for a while, and, and, and on the credits, he's just Jason. But yes, uh, Jason Lee Scott, and he was basically a karate instructor, I guess, martial arts instructor, and for the for the juice bar. <laughs> well, of course, because you know you can, anyone can teach like at a gym or at like a studio, but a juice bar is really where it's at. Oh yeah, uh, the best of the best. Yes, the Black Ranger was Zach. Zach. Zach Taylor. He did, like, hip-hop yes. taekwondo or something. Yeah, hip-hop keto. <laughs> what, I believe what they called it. <laughs> Sweet. So he mixed um, yeah, dance moves with karate, and the music they played whenever he was going was basically the Power Ranger theme kind of hip-hopized, I guess you would call it. If you want to call it. Or, 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 or. At least what, like, a, a 1990s old man perceived as hip-hop. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, next up was Billy Cranston, the resident geek nerd. Uh, he would have glasses and use big words that 
more phenomenal. Only yes, only only Tree, the Billy Whisperer, could understand. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and also, when he wasn't morphed, he couldn't fight for a while. He didn't know how to fight. But um, in fact, in the first episode, he's actually in Jason's class to learn. But he was yeah. the Blue Ranger. Uh, Trini Kwan would be the Yellow Ranger. Uh, as you can tell, she's the Asian one, and uh, she she kind of knew martial arts, but she was more of a yoga person. It seemed like she was doing like something in the intro, like waving her. Like she was sort of like a chill out Tai Chi or something. Yeah, yeah, that might be it. Uh, but she was really the only one that could understand Billy's big words, and then would translate it for everybody else. <laughs> and then was Kimberly Ann Hart. The Pink Ranger, who started off as a very much a valley girl. And remained a valley girl throughout the series. <laughs> well, yeah, but it uh, wasn't so bad after a while. <laughs> and breaks up with Tommy in the most inhumane, embarrassing <laughs> way ever. Yeah, yeah, the letter. Uh, <laughs> that, but... he, that his friends read out loud to the entire juice bar. <laughs> as he was lifting weights, they would easily have fallen. <laughs> Yeah. Right, guys, listen, listen. She's breaking up with Tommy. in the letter. Tommy, you might want to read this when you're by yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Doesn't she, like, have Adam read it the whole time? Anyway. Well, Adam, like, if you watch the clip, he gets uncomfortable and, like, tries to stop. And he's like, no, 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 keep going. And, like, the letter, it changes gears. She's like, Florida's great. Gymnastics is awesome. Yay, teamwork. And, Tommy, this is the hardest letter I've ever had to write. (laughs) And that's when the that's when the music changes, <laughs> and it gets well, all watch depressing. Watch the clip; it's it's hilarious. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And of course, uh, Rita Repulsa was the bad guy, the main, the Empress on the Moon, who instead of actually casting somebody, well, at least at first, uh, they actually just reused footage of the character as played by Machiko Soga. Thank you. Uh, and they just kind of dubbed over her talking. Sometimes they actually found ways to make it match what she was saying, but for the most part, no. And I never noticed until, like, you know, a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were four then. I'm sure it looked it was perfect back then. I know. Um, yes, everyone was – I'm the one that was the oldest uh, when we watched it because I thought it was like a, a cool, like an updated live-action uh, Voltron and and everyone else was in single digit age and they were just little <laughs> kids probably didn't know what voltron was which also depresses me see i, I would know what voltron was but that would be years later what's yeah, voltron yeah. see exactly <laughs> shut up <laughs> so glad you're on the show um good to be here uh and and now that we're into this i realized that i forgot to do the whole power ranger origins let's do it now um we'll start with the youngest don did you start watching with the first episode? I have memories that I did. I don't. I don't remember. You know, I, I, I'm not going to test my memory, but I do remember like when the show first came out. I watched it from the very beginning. I couldn't tell you what I was doing. I, sucking on a bottle, I guess. But um, uh, wow, I, sucking on a bottle at four? <laughs> yeah, 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 a bottle full of you know alcohol flavored milk. There you but, go. Um, <laughs> so, see, I, I don't remember. Like, I can't tell you like what I was doing, but I do remember like it being. You know, it's just fun seeing, like, it's basically like, you know, a cartoon come to life or a comic book come to life because you have this, these, like, superheroes transform this really goofy thing. I think a lot of, like, the whole Japanese aspect of it, you know, like the giant monsters and, you know, mecha and stuff mm-hmm. kind of played into the cool factor because, you know, you saw that every day, every episode. It was, you know, the status quo of the series. So I think they kind of played into 
you know, how fun it was. I mean, I can't explain to you exactly what, besides the martial arts, like, what made it such an awesome show to watch. And, and I'm saying this, you know, like, like speaking, you know, back, back in the 90s, because it, it was the thing. It was the biggest thing out there. Oh, yeah. It was, it was a few years before Pokemon, so it was, like, just every kid, every, every like, you know, male kid, you know, worth their salt was into Power Rangers. If they weren't, they might as well not have shown up to school. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, let's see, I think... Oh, you guys were the same. Well, Josh, what about you? Do you uh, what was your... Okay, did you watch um, the first one, or did you come in later? I came in later due to peer pressure. Um, <laughs> you have to watch it now! Well, it was like everyone on the playground, you know, and in class was like, oh, yes, Power Rangers, of course. And I'm like, I don't want to play Power Rangers. I wanted to play... Well, I'm trying to remember what I was into at the time, even. Like, My little uh, pony. Gumby. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was all about Gumby. Yeah. Of yeah. course. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, it wasn't good. But whatever. It was, like, m- m- my two best friends were obsessed with Power Rangers, so I was like, well, I guess I'm obsessed with it too. Because when you're a kid, it's you know. <laughs> oh that's yeah. The, that's the way it is. So I rented like the one of the VHSs from Blockbuster, and I think it was they had those five VHSs that had like a different Ranger yes. on the cover. Yes. Uh huh. And um, it, mine was the one where it's uh, Kimberly. And, no, is it Kimberly? It's I, I, I think it's know. Kimberly. It's Kimberly on the cover, but for some reason, it's like a trainee-centric episode. I think of like them them fighting this villain that like turns Kimberly's cousin into a piece of cardboard. No, 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 wasn't that Trini? <laughs> oh yeah, that was that was Trini. Yes. Yeah. yeah they like turns the, her. Yeah. <laughs> that was horrible. And, like, she gets cured by, like, getting a bucket of water dumped on her head. Like, I remember they're in, like, Billy's lab doing all this science, and they're like, wait, a bucket of water, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that Uh, would be no clowning around. There's a a threatening episode title. (laughs) (laughs) There was always, like, you know, little children being mentored by the Power Rangers that would be bedeviled. Um, we should probably talk it, about how, how uh, like, like the, like, the tone of the show. Like, you know, it was, like, like I, I think we basically, like, I think people who don't know, for some reason, like, would know that, like, the show was kind of, you know, very much, like, the, the, the Power Rangers and their civilian identities were very up, like, like, like moral, upright, goody, you know, do-gooders. And then Reader Pulse would, you know, get a, a stick up her butt and basically says, okay, I'm going to talk the Power Rangers today. So, like, whatever was going on in the episode, like, they would have to do homework, and then, like, you know, the eraser that they bought for their homework would turn into a giant monster, and then they would fight him in a very <laughs> cliche fashion. Oh, yeah, then, yeah, Lord Zed, I, I know that we're getting ahead of ourselves, but he was more petty than, like, you know, Rita was. <laughs> yeah. Because they, they, they'd be like, gee, isn't recycling good? And, like, or this is my, this is my, this is my favorite Trapper Keeper, and Lord Zed's like, ah, oh, she loves that Trapper Keeper. Well, I'll turn it into a monster. Like, it stopped being about world domination and just, how can I mess with these kids today? But <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um... Going, going to the origin story, uh, it's my origin story. It, it was, I, I was hooked pretty quickly, and I, I can't describe what it was, um, but after the first season, I will say that the thing that attracted me to it was, it was the first children's show that I watched consistently that had a changing status quo, because oh, yeah. all of the other, like, long-running kid shows that were, like, The Tick or Eat the Cat or, you know, whatever was on, it's... I, I had never experienced a morphing, you know, status quo, and I felt like I was watching something that was part of a bigger narrative um, after a while. 
but th- that was it was my childhood like i would get the um power ranger animal crackers and my brother would be like those things taste horrible you're only eating them because it's power rangers i'm like no i really do like them and they were horrible <laughs> <laughs> awesome all right well um well before we get into the series i, I guess we still need joe joe yeah um did you start from I, I the beginning a- or yeah, I got in there pretty early, uh, maybe like seven or eight episodes in. I just happened to have it on because I remember seeing all the commercials like, oh, coming soon, the coolest thing your little mind has ever seen, and, you know, <laughs> forgot about it right away, and then it happened to be on, you know, when I got from school, and I was obsessed with it. I don't remember which episode was the first one that I saw, but um, after like a week or two, maybe, maybe longer than that, I remember after a little while, uh, my mom brought home one of those VHSs that Josh was just talking about. And it was the uh, Happy Birthday Zack one. So it was the Zack okay. surprise party episode. And, like, I watched it until the thing didn't work anymore. Um, <laughs> like, the, the film was, like, coming out of the VHS. And, what was uh, that cake machine that they had? Yeah, it looked really good. I, I, I always, yeah. like, wanted to eat it, whatever it was. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah, I got in there pretty early. Cool. Well, me... I was older and more sophisticated. Um, so, yeah, I, I saw the commercials. I read the thing in TV Guide about it coming up. And I, and you know, because I was such a big fan of Voltron, uh, I did, in fact, start watching from the very beginning. And, I, I mean, I know I missed episodes because you can't... I mean, it was on, like, every day. So you can't literally sit there and watch them every day. But I did watch them just about every day was I really liked it there were 16 episodes before the first huge change came about in the series now I don't believe from what I've heard with these first several episodes uh it's uh this was this would have been before they really broke out uh, that Power Rangers really made it started making it big they were still just your average kid show at this point do you have any favorite episodes from this section? I don't know, but I, I don't remember. I remember being, I'm, I know what you're talking about. And like, it went to the stratosphere then, but I do remember being very like, like still the thing when it first came out because of, uh, the, the, the martial arts action and the, uh, I, it was basically just the action. I don't think, it, but like Josh said, there was that sort of like ongoing story that they would eventually get into mm-hmm. favorite episodes. It's hard to remember, and it's funny because Josh and I actually watched a bunch of these a couple of years back. Um, <laughs> I can't remember exactly any particular episodes besides just things that happened to them. Mm-hmm. Like when we first saw Billy's flying car. Oh, God. He somehow made <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God is right. Because these guys are supposed to be like, like 15 or 16 years old. And just because Billy's a smart character, he, he automatically turned into like a super genius who could make a flying Can car. Can legally not somehow even drive that car? <clears throat> Pretty much, yeah. There's... I don't know. <laughs> Technically, they're supposed it, it was, to. I think they're supposed to be like really old-looking freshmen. At least that's how they well, put it. Later. Really old look. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The, uh, I, I saw a bunch of these recently too because I um I, I tried a thing where I would watch a Zoo Ranger episode and I would watch the Power Ranger episode that took that footage to compare and like see how they did it. Oh, so. okay. 
Yeah, the the uh, uh, I believe in Zoo Ranger that car was actually like some alien guys or from another dimension or something. It actually belonged to them. Um, That's how they got to our. There was like I don't a remember. race of. Yeah, I, I remember the car being used in episodes, and like there was like a boy with a monkey tail. And he had like a race of monkey people, and that that, that was from the chicken episode. The, like, yes. The, uh, the, by the, the, the way, <laughs> anyone that has never seen it, Zoo Ranger is very weird. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that that's called, that that would be an understatement. Uh, as much uh, okay, l- let's keep this in mind. Now, when I first wa- started watching this, I thought it was almost. Uh, once I found out that it was. They were taking footage from a Japanese show. I thought it was sort of almost a direct translation. They just replaced all the Japanese stuff outside of the suits with the American guys. I didn't know how different it was. Zoo Ranger basically involves um, members of these different ancient tribes, tribes who have been basically in suspended animation for thousands of years. And when the evil witch who in Japan is known as Bandora um, escapes from her, for lack of a better term, dumpster. Um, and she kills the astronauts. <laughs> yes, she does. Well, we don't see the astronauts come back um, on the American one either. From space. But, yeah. <laughs> they're on the moon. No, she, she's, she, no she, she like blows and like, and they like fly up into space. That's right. Oh shit. That's right. And for and for some re- for some reason they have two kids with them in the shuttle, which Bandora proceeds to like psychologically torture for two episodes. <laughs> well, see, that was the thing. For some reason they had kids in every episode and it was it got old really fast. But um yeah, and and basically these warriors come back and you know, they they have to deal with well, they don't really have to deal too much with acclimating to the present. They just kind of show up. And Japan apparently has no problem with guys in these costumes that look like they're from thousands of years ago, basically cosplayers, uh, walking all around 1992 Tokyo. No problem. Uh, and and to even uh, have more fun with it, they didn't get their Zord, or, well, they had their Zords. They didn't form the what we call the Megazord the first time until about seven episodes in. And yeah, the Zords are alive. Oh yeah, yeah they're they sentient. F- yes, and they form. Aren't they gods? Yeah. Yes, they're <laughs> the robotic gods. <laughs> yeah. Then they have like wills of their own. Like like they will not fight for the Power Rangers if, or the Zoo Rangers if if they don't want to. Oh yeah, and they will tell them that they won't. <laughs> and they like to hang out standing on some clouds. <laughs> they like they're always ha- there for them. Oh yeah, <laughs> and they love hanging out on on these clouds because that's what robots do, and. Yeah, it's it, it's it's a very different version of the series. The Japanese version is a lot more ep- like I was gonna say like 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 it's just it's just a lot more like uh, mythological a lot they t- like like the stuff is taken a, I don't want to say more seriously but like the backstory is a bit heavier as oh, opposed yeah. to just fighting crime. It's it's, it's yeah. just as silly. <laughs> Joe, one of the funniest episodes. Oh. oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say Joe hasn't said much. Have you seen Jew Ranger at all? I haven't, but Josh has been coaxing me for months now to check it out. Oh, Although yeah, I, I feel like you, you sent me the, uh, the musical number, though, right? The uh, yeah, weren't they singing? I don't even. I honestly, oh, the, whatever the, it was that I saw, I couldn't even tell you what happened in it. But I remember being mortified. The Bandora song. 
Yeah, I think yeah. We're, we're the monsters <laughs> themselves were just singing her theme song. The yeah. Dora. Yeah, Dora. <laughs> Dora, Dora, Dora. was such a happy woman compared to Rita. Like, oh yeah, Re- Rita was always in a bad mood. Dora was always well, happy and singing. And, Rita I mean, had a she, headache she, all the time. She get ticked so. off. She would get ticked off when she'd fail, but she was happy. The funniest episode to watch for Zoo Ranger is um, there's one where it, it, it was the tickle sneezer episode in America, but in Japan. Oh my God. <laughs> This was, like, the most impossible episode for the Americans to adapt because basically this, like, tickle-sneezer monster thing, which is like a troll from the woods, it befriends this little Japanese boy, and there is a Japanese person in almost every shot. And for the Megazord battle, not only does Bandora enlarge the tickle-sneezer monster, it enlarges this Japanese boy. So you have this (laughs) Japanese boy fighting the Megazord, which is, like, one of the (laughs) weirdest images. And I was like, how did they pull this off? And when I rewatched the American version, you you will see, like, they tried to hide the Japanese kid, and they failed. There's, like, a few seconds shot where you see this Japanese kid, like, hiding behind the Megazord's foot. (laughs) Yes, I remember that. Uh, People have... I've seen that picture on Facebook, too, where it's like, okay... Now, I never noticed it when I watched it originally, but then it's like... Someone took a screenshot of it, circled the kid, and it's just like WTF. Because <laughs> this kid is literally Megazord size. It's crazy. It's really bad too because like so many times they'll have to like, uh, like some some of the like some of the landmarks are Japanese and some of the uh, the people are Japanese like in the backgrounds and stuff. They have to kind of work around that to pretend mm-hmm. that they live in California. I think yes, it is. yes, Angel Grove, Angel Grove California. California. Everyone's favorite city. <laughs> Which has these, like, big hills and, yes. and valleys. Of course. And a big park. But, um... And an abandoned warehouse district. So that buildings can get destroyed without, you know, causing any damage. So that the Dragon Zord can keep on biting that same, uh, pipe. That same smokestack over and over and over again. I love it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I also remember at some point one of the buildings gets destroyed and the newscast is like, good thing that building was evacuated five minutes ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is such a, like a, a Dragon Ball Z edit kind of thing to do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. Nobody died in that scene where everyone died. I think all the anime did that. If, if Even back when they were doing like Voltron, it was like if, a, if someone was piloting a robot or something and Voltron destroyed it. Don't worry. He got away. And they always use the same footage from this one episode where someone's flying away in a ship towards the sun like into the sunset or whatever which is hard to do in space but towards the sun and say oh he got away it's ev- everything's okay he survived well I heard that like uh, in a later Power Rangers season that I didn't watch that they actually do kill off a ranger in some way uh, yes uh, Power well, I, Rangers I, I didn't Time Force that. Power Rangers Time Force the very first episode um, the first episode the very first episode of that series they're in the um, it, it takes place in the future and the Red Ranger gets killed by the major bad guy and the rest of the, oh, wow. the rest of the group take all the morphers and go back to what we call the present and they fi- end up running into that guy's an- uh, basically his ancestor so because his DNA matches are as close enough he can use the morpher he becomes the new Red Ranger when they're in the present 
And what happened? They get around it though because uh, stuff that they're doing in the pre- in our present changes the future. So he ends up surviving or something. So he he ends up surviving and doesn't and ends up not dying. But it's heavily implied anyway that at first he dies. There was one I, I was watching. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned much of this, but like uh, the guy who does like those historical re- like, like like retrospectives, Linkara. Like mm-hmm. he talked about like one show where like a pink ranger was like like killed. In oh yes, yes, and, like, yes. That, that, that legitimately affected some of the other characters. Yes, I, I, don't, I, I don't remember much of that, but like it was it was pretty crazy. Yes, that was Lost Galaxy. I forgot. I, I can't believe I forgot that. She does die. The actual actual actress had leukemia and had to be written out of the show. So they had her character die, and then they passed the. They all had these swords that they is basically where they got their power from. Kind of humanish, but different. And uh, the sword passed on to someone else, and she became the new Pink Ranger. And then that girl didn't come back until the end of the series. But yeah, she she did, and for all intents and purposes for the show, she did die. It was... Yeah, they, they showed her as a ghost or something later on. Mm-hmm. It was uh, pretty, pretty interesting. Talking to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> But they yes. did that with Zoo Ranger too. Uh, they had the original Green Ranger die, and he shows up as a ghost in the series finale. Oh, he does show up. I haven't seen the last one yet. I haven't gotten what, the power, uh, but... which which spoiler. Um, yeah, thanks. Which uh, uh, Rangers did you guys like uh, a lot the most when you were originally watching the show? Oh well, my favorite Is was every... the red one. <laughs> yeah, everyone loved either the red one or the green one. Think, well, up yeah. until up until the green one came around, my favorites were the red and the black. And then when the green, when green came around, it was green took second and black moved back to third. <laughs> I know a, a friend of ours, Stella Bowman. Her favorite uh, ranger was the uh, the black ranger. Um, but like like I remember like the red and green ranger were always the toys that were always sold out. Oh yeah. Yeah, well, you got the leader and then the new guy, so yeah. Oh, yeah, we were talking about the actual members of the team at first. Um, now, these kids, they're teenagers, and they're supposed to be with attitude. But if, if, <laughs> if, you, uh, if you look at them, these are the uh, – how, how do I want to put this? These are like the most Barney-fied, perfect <laughs> kids the, the, you've Vanilla ever is seen. what I call them. Yes, vanilla. These are the guys that – you know, it's Saturday. They, they, their homework's done. What are they going to do? Well, I know. Let's do a, uh, like, I don't know, let's volunteer you to guys, do a recycling drive. You guys, cleaning up the park is so much fun. I know, yeah. Affirmative. Or, uh, <laughs> <laughs> affirmative. It's rather more phenomenal. And it's like, <laughs> what else, I mean, what else would you do on a Saturday? Man, I mean, there's geez. nothing I enjoy more than organizing toys for homeless children. <laughs> exactly. Uh, or, we, 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 we haven't mentioned the boys yet. Oh no! The um, they have their moments. The uh, the these would be the bullies. <laughs> you couldn't have funnier bullies. Um, Bulk and Skull were. Yes. Oh wait, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! I gotta find where I put the uh, wiki thing so I can get what their full names are because I know they have. It's like Bulkfire and Skullovich. Ah, uh, here we go. Farkas, Eugene Skullovich. Yes, Farkas, Bulk, Bulkmeyer, and Eugene Skulls Skullovich. Her name's Farkas. Which, uh, <laughs> well, that's probably in like one of the, 
one of the more recent series, um, I, I think it was Samurai, like, Skull had a son that Bulk was mentoring, and a bunch of people, there was, like, an ask of the actor who plays Bulk, Paul Schreier, I think his name is, like, question on Facebook, and so many people were like, how can Skull have a son who's that old? And he's like, yes. um, he's, he, he's just a really big nine-year-old. That was like the end of the game. <laughs> uh, I just love the idea of like, like he's a mentoring son of Skull. <laughs> well, of course. Well, and, and well, like he's Skull? a re- he, he's old, <laughs> like like fourteen at the youngest, which like Skull shouldn't have a son. No, and a lot of people oh. say it's a uh, uh, it's Kimberly's kid. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> we know who that letter we know who Kimberly wrote that letter about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she eventually yeah, anyway. Um but yes, um Bulk would be the, the, the plump one. And um and for lack of a better term, the smarter of the two. And right. Skull was the basically the hanger on and <laughs> laughter guy. And <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Annoying one. <laughs> they were hilarious. Uh, inevitably, in, in most episodes, Bulk would end up literally with pie in his face. <laughs> or cake. <laughs> or... They're the most contrived, like... <laughs> oh, yeah, it was cake, pie, <laughs> potato salad. <laughs> Any kind of food that they could find to get his face in. He Or paint dumped on his head. Ugh. Uh, we got always like hung out at the at the juice bar for some reason. Like Ernie's always cooking, so they would always like have stuff on their face to like you know, because they were always like you know they're always up to no good. So to show them up, Karma would put food on their face. There's one episode that ends with like them nowhere to be found in the entire episode, but the last like ten seconds, they're minding their own business, eating their own food when like a cake falls on Bulk's head, and they all <laughs> laugh at him. He didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> the poor guy. Um, speaking of Ernie. Now, Ernie was a terrible actor. Now, keep in mind that none of them were very good actors, at least to start off. But he was... Wow. Um, And I don't mean to speak ill of... I believe he's dead. The dead? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. But um, he made Bulk look thin. Oh, that's where he went. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's what happened. Um, But yeah, he... um, He stopped appearing. Yeah, he stopped at Turbo, I believe. And, uh, do they move yeah. or like like I forget like because I know that like the characters are always like, kind of switching it out. So I'm, I'm, do you know how he left? Uh, I believe in the first episode, it's just uh, he. I think he he's starting up an at the end of Power Rangers Zeo. He was starting up like this beach r- version of the juice bar, and I think he was starting to do some kind of a franchise. I want to say so the. Uh, and we'll get into this when we get to season three. But the um, the detective guy who is Bulk and Skull's boss bought the juice bar and took it over. I believe it was the in show region from from law enforcement to uh, restaurant managing. <laughs> yeah, juice bar, fun. And, and they hang around for a while, like uh, like throughout the several series. Yes, they get through all three seasons of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. They go all the way through. Um, Zeo through, all the way through Turbo all the way through In Space and then Skull makes his final appearance in the first episode of Lost Galaxy Bulk and their old, 
the old guy they're hanging out with, Pres- Professor Phenomenus, I believe his name is. <laughs> uh, they they make a few random cameos throughout that series, and then that's pretty much it, other than some cameos and some reunion things. Up until the recent Super Samurai, or Samurai where Bolt came back, and Skull actually get to, gets to have a reunion with him like on the... And Skull's got money and a limo, and holy crap! Why that happens? Well, he makes For some money. He's, he's, he's sort of rich. Well, yeah, it's the it's the those bandanas they wore all the time. He just started making new ones, I uh, guess. And when, like, like 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 throughout the series, like I know, it's like isn't the Flash Thompson thing where like like they don't like the civilian identity characters, but they love the Power Rangers, and then like they try to figure out the Power Rangers identities in another season, and then like. Uh, they have like different. They're, they're not always bullies. They, they, they have different no. uh, things the f- in the show. Yeah, the first series or the first season, they're basically just bully clowns. And in this, and and yes, you're right. All the way through it, they figure that the guys that we that we know are secretly the Power Rangers are basically dweebs. Regardless of cast Dweebs change. Dweebs who always dress in color-coordinated and disappear oh, together. Oh, yeah, they're disappear together. And for some reason, like, to hang out in these little groups in the hallway outside the juice bar looking at their watches. Go figure. <laughs> um, but, yes, um, in the second season, they decided that they were going to try to find out who the Power Rangers are. And we'll get to it, but they actually find out. And then in the third season, they become junior police officers. And yeah, they went to police academy in like a day. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, it's junior police, and they suck. But <laughs> yeah, and they had long hair, and they actually had to shave their hair. Oh, it was kind of funny. <laughs> and then, and then they stayed as that partway through Zio, and then they quit that because they got their uh, <laughs> the guy that was in charge of them. They got because of their antics, they got him fired. And uh, so they I, went. I actually remember that episode. Yeah, see, and they went into they got they they became private detectives, and then Turbo came up, and for some reason they were cops again, and we don't know why. We should always mention for some reason. <laughs> yeah. I, I think they were like trying to like woo the daughter of uh, some other cop who was like Lieutenant Stone's uh, superior, and it kept on like messing up. And Lieutenant Skull got blamed for it, so, like, he gets fired. And then Bulk and Skull, like, say, well, if he's fired, you know, we quit, too. And I thought, wow, that's actually some integrity for them. And then there's, like, a party at the juice bar that night. And keep in mind, I haven't seen this episode since it originally aired. And they go up to Lieutenant Stone, and he's like, and they're like, oh, we're sorry we got you fired. And he turns around, and he's, like, dressed like Sherlock Holmes or something. He's like, oh, but now I can fulfill my lifelong dream of opening oh a detective God. agency. <laughs> Thank you, boys. <laughs> and then, like, and he's like, and you two are hired to work with me. And I'm like, wait, they they got you fired. They've like never done anything right. You're hiring them to work. But it was just like really funny. Like all of a sudden, he's dressed as this detective, and he's like, actually, this has been my dream all along. I've just never mentioned it till now. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. And then, let's see. Yeah, and then they become, and, and then Turbo, they have all kinds of problems. They get turned into monkeys. <laughs> and then oh, I know uh, and that's for half the season then they become invisible for a couple episodes and then <laughs> and, and, and then they spend the rest I'm of the sorry. S- yeah sorry <laughs> then they spend the rest of that season basically just working odd jobs 
And then I believe they spend most of in space looking for aliens. Because, you know, they can't possibly be real after all these seasons of Power Rangers with alien monsters. When, when yeah, aliens have come that. to Earth at the, at the juice bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Daily basis. Yeah, well, and they have that Professor Phenomenus. Yeah, Phenomenus uh, is helping them with – they're helping him with that. Basically, after uh, halfway through Turbo, there was a big change to all the writers of the show. And at that point, Bulk and Skull weren't quite as funny anymore. But when they're they deadly serious? The, well, they're not deadly serious, but it's, uh, their roles get more reduced than they already were. They're already kind of backup people anyway. Um, yeah. but the, the roles get greatly reduced and it's like they didn't know what to do with them. So they were just doing whatever they could and they're still kind of funny. It's just not as funny as it was. It's, if you I watch mean, the pilot, there is a really disturbing moment with Bulk and Skull where I'm not sure what they were planning on doing the Kimberly and Trini, but like, ooh, it was very much yeah. like a no means no. They're like, date us. And then the girls are like, no. He's like, oh, that's it, Skull. Let's show those girls. And they charge at them. And of course, you know, they flip over and it's a comedic moment. But it's like, wait, what was what, what was their end game? I mean, I don't think that there was going to be, like, a full-on, you know, like, I, I don't think that anything was going to happen at Ernie's Juice Bar, but, I mean, they, they were going to attack these girls or, like, something. It, it was weird. The, like, the, well, dark watch... un, the dark undertones of Power Rangers. There are actually a lot of dark undertones of Power yes. Rangers, but only if you choose to see them. Have you seen, has, has, have any of you seen the original pilot? Uh, I've seen clips of like, it. The, the original Yellow Ranger actress? With the original Yellow Ranger actress, and they started off uh, in a bowling alley. And they brutally beat Bulk and whoever is with... Oh, yeah. It's not Skull, but like... Skull was not there. Bulk was more like Skull than he was. I don't, I don't even know he had a name in that pilot. Uh, and they, they really spiked up his hair. Yeah. Or gave him this weird flock of seagulls comb-over thing. And, yeah, the, they, they start off in the bowling alley, and... They try to throw the, you know, our favorite rangers out, and basically with Billy sitting there keeping score because he can't fight, the other four basically fight them, and it's the only person-on-person, non-martial arts contest fight that they did for the series, which is part of why they had to change that for when they finally filmed the pilot because too much violence. But um, yeah, they, I mean, Bulk ends up getting kicked and ends up sliding all the way down the lane and gets a strike. And then cake falls on his face for some reason. Basically. <laughs> and, and, and the little known thing is that uh, they're watching the, the TV in that bowling alley is on a Sonic the Hedgehog, car- Hedgehog cartoon. Really? Which version? Oh, shoot. Don't. I'm not lying. Probably the original one. Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, uh, uh I think it's the one I only ever saw it on the USA Cartoon Express, but uh, yeah, that would have been the original '80s, early '90s version, I believe. Would have been Sonic One, Sonic Two era, probably. I don't know. It, it's really like a short scene. I mean, you barely you just see him standing there for a second talking, and then they cut to news of the fact that these astronauts have landed on the moon, which wasn't actually the moon. No, it was another planet in the Japanese version. <laughs> it was it was this thing called Nemesis, and like it, it's got sand and like an atmosphere, you know. 
And those astronaut suits are very, very, you know, they look exactly like they do in real life. Well, you very convincing and believable. You could see yeah. the Jap- you could see the Japanese faces if you look in the American version. Oh yeah, see the first season of Power Rangers, they was very heavy on the usage of the Japanese footage. I'm guessing they had literally a shoestring budget. Yeah, like later on, like they actually like like make a, make their own footage for the action mm-hmm. stuff, but it's pretty much like. The American guys would derp around until they get into the costumes, and then, then it's like, you know, all Japanese footage and dubbed speeches and stuff. Pretty much, yeah. And, and it, that's basically why there's so there's a lot more Japanese stuff in the first season than you see later on. But, yeah, that first season, they any time, just about, there's, there's a few. Uh, you can probably count them on one hand how many times you see American actors in the Power Ranger costumes that aren't outside of the command center. But uh in the next yeah. seasons like when they have their, their their masks and their helmets off, that's when they started doing it a lot. Yes. Yes. And and well we'll get and, into that in a minute. But and the Green Rangers uh shield was, you know, oh. like this hard metallic thing in the Japan <laughs> footage. Until it and wasn't <laughs> until the America where it was like <laughs> it was nice soft cloth. <laughs> It was it I wouldn't even call it tinfoil. This was like the poor oh. man's tinfoil. Oh yeah, this was like bad cloth. You could, I swear, sometimes you can almost see the cotton pop- popping, poofing out. Um, this it was <laughs> horrible. Uh, but speaking of the Green Ranger, about the seventeenth episode of the first season, gone on get, long enough. Yes, we uh, is when things really kick into gear. And actually, I think this is also supposed to be when it started kicking into gear for the Japanese version of the series too. We get our first evil Ranger. The Green Ranger. Rita kidnaps this new kid in town named Tommy Oliver. And because, you know, he's really good with martial arts. Believe it or not, who would have thought? And he likes to wear green. And it just so happens that she was was perfect for the role. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just so happens that she's got this old coin that... that, And she never thought about using until episode 16. (laughs) Well, yeah, because she's like, here's a guy that does martial arts. He wears green. And he's not already a ranger. Well, I've got this green coin. Let's use that. So, um, basically, she creates, or she gives him the coin, and he becomes the new green ranger. Uh, and in his first appearance, he does a pretty good job of taking those rangers apart. He kicks yeah. their asses pretty badly. Yeah, after the rangers are in a battle with Goldar, one of Rita's henchmen, uh, basically, he, because he has a power coin, he's able to get into the command center and messes up the uh, the console units very much uh, uh, very badly so they lose co- their connection to Zordon so he's gone to and can't really help mentor them uh, then he busts into the Megazord and literally punches all of them out of the Megazord and then he fights the five of them and in a little bit of the fight that's epic actually fight. and there's an epic fight and in a little bit that gets cut out of the American footage he literally hits the black ranger in in the in the manly zone <laughs> but yeah he and, and and the one time he ever does this he he actually figures finds a way to fire up, fire off some kind of green fireball but he oh, literally wow. he beats up the rangers pretty good and for the next it, this is a five part mini series and in order to own it on your own, you literally had to go out and buy five different videotapes. <laughs> um, because back then, each episode... Well, 20 minutes at a time, too. That was I such know. a rip-off. 
Um, but yeah, and after, let's see, I mean, a lot of stuff, have, by the end of the fourth episode, I believe it was, part, the, the Zords are pretty much destroyed. So, in the course, <laughs> in the, for the first time. So in the well, course, no, 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 that's one of Donovan and I's favorite moments. Because, oh, like, oh, that's kind of evil. <laughs> well, then, be, be, because, be, because of, like, how the Rangers react, like, Jason and his, like, yelling Jason voice, our swords! It's really funny because, like, all the Rangers are, are outside, like, standing, and the acting is really bad because they're all trying to cry. <laughs> and for some reason, Billy says, they were always there for us when we needed them the most. <laughs> As though they helped them do some, like, their parents' divorce or something. <laughs> that we never actually saw. Well, like, and, and it's like it's it's just reverse footage of like you know when they come up from the ground, you know, reverse yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and the T Rex does this like you know roar of pain, like <laughs> which is amazing considering they're just robots in the American version. <laughs> no, <laughs> but it's so stupid. It's like it's like we lost a part of ourselves. <laughs> And then all this is weapons to fight. And then, well, like, because Rita says in that episode, of course, I will eclipse the sun, which will take away Megazord's power. And I'm like, wait, Megazord is powered by the sun since when? <laughs> Not only that, but she doesn't never did it before, and she never does it again. <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering if that this is the point that it actually did work. Exactly. Could that have had something to do with um? I haven't seen the episode in a while. Could that would that have had something to do with the fact that Zordon was gone? Maybe. No. Yeah, he, he really like 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 whips their butts because like they, they don't they kill off Zordon and they kill off their Zords and somehow they lose. Oh yeah, the, it, <laughs> they consistently, well, yeah, pretty much consistently lose for four out of the five episodes, and then in the fifth episode, Zordon starts. They bring Zordon back. And this is this is about the point where the Green Ranger introduces everybody to the to the uh, Dragon Zord and starts using that to destroy stuff. <laughs> Thanks. Awesome. Uh, which, for some reason, they re-recorded from the Japanese version. I kind of like the Japanese version a little bit better, but whatever. But yeah, and then all of a sudden, Zordon comes back. The Zords rise up from the what looked like lava that they the went into, of hell. completely <laughs> free from damage, uh, because that's what happens. And, and then literally, they wipe the floor with the Dragon Zord. Jason beats Tommy, breaks the spell, and Tommy becomes a good guy, and everything. And the Power Rangers win. And he says, hey, and, you want to become a Power Ranger and stay with us forever? Okay. Within, within sure. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> we and, need and, you, Tommy. And all they had to do was destroy the sword that he got after he was already evil. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then, um, out of nowhere, for no apparent reason other than the fact that they 
needed to sell some toys, both the Japanese version and American version. Um, out of nowhere, they morph really quick, again, and, and then they yeah. form the Dragon Zord in battle mode. All right, then. It's morphin' time! For no reason other than because Wasn't the beginning of like, like the, the Zord fusions where they just like, combined the toys, I mean Zords, and uh, became gigantic monsters. <laughs> like, yeah. like the biggest Zord would just like sit into one of the, one of the things, and like you know, an arbitrary explosion would happen behind them while this gigantic, like you know, s- <laughs> like, like the size of a country. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> whatever it saw in front of its eyes. <laughs> the the overkill machine, or as I like to call it, Ultra Zord. Oh good lord. <laughs> Which was only yeah, used, like, twice in the Japanese version, from what I understand. Uh, which, which Ultra Zord? The, actual, the one with the white... The, the first season one or the second yeah. season one? The one with, like, 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 it's like the Loch Ness monster that it's, like, kind of oh. to. No, it gets used more than twice, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Well, in the, in the Japanese version, I think they only use it to fight Satan, which, yeah, by the way, like... <laughs> oh. Like... <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 that guy Lokar, that like floating head. In the Japanese version, he's Satan. And I don't mean like he's a really evil guy. I mean like in the show, oh, like yeah. he's supposed to be like the actual Satan that like Bandora summons. Yeah, big blue floating head. I love the. Ultra <laughs> we need dinosaur power now. <laughs> we need dinosaur power now. Oh, oh my! My brother, who who would try and like you know kill my enjoyment of the show by being practical, he'd be like, "How come they don't just call the Megazord right away and step on the villain?" I'd be like, "They're not allowed to shut up. You don't understand." Zordon says, "Don't escalate the battle. <laughs> you can't go against the big floaty head. Shut up." So, but, um, so did everyone here have any of the toys? Uh, oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> all of them. To, to this day, I still have like 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 the uh, I forget how tall it is, but like the Black Ranger toy. Still have that, yeah. And which one was it? Was this the karate action one, or was this the one with the flip? Like, like one of, it's the one where like one of, one of the one of the limbs uh, do something. 
Okay, that would be, I guess that's the karate action. Josh was kind enough to uh, post a um, the, a set of commercials for Power Rangers with terrible acting that um, and made all the Rangers sound like surfer guys. I don't know if anyone else picked up on that, but it was like, dude, who's driving the swords? I'm not driving the swords. Oh, no. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> that's the dumbest thing. Uh, oh, count how many times in that commercial they say evil space aliens. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, that's because that's really, like, all the monsters were literally listed as evil space aliens. Squad and Babu, no one's going to stop us. And then, like, bad acting Power Ranger toys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I want to steal that Power Ranger Sega game. Goldar, come down to steal this video game from me. Oh, wow. No wonder Rita wants this game. Look at these awesome 16-bit graphics. You know, I, I thought it was interesting. Other than that one and the um, have it getting Zordon's, or very close facsimile, to Zordon's voice for the handheld game thing, they somehow the video game ones are the only ones that were able to get like the actual guys from the show to do the voices. Well, they had like you know, I guess like commercials and stuff, and like PSAs where the actors would come in and waste their time for like thirty seconds. Oh yeah, you watch an episode of Power Rangers, and it was always about being friends and Power Promise number one. And oh, but, this oh, is like one of those things where it's like it's 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 about as corny as humanity's ever been. And yet, it's sold billions. <laughs> oh yes, 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 yes. <laughs> um, but um, but speaking of the bad voice acting, uh, actually, in the fifth part of the Green Ranger saga, the Green with Evil, um, there is one notorious scene where um, everyone, by this point, everyone knows what Tommy sounds like. But at one point, the Megazord is going to <laughs> is literally <laughs> holding the dragon for his head. And they're like, Tommy, you got to give up. No and, way. Yes. You hear this weird voice you've never heard before go, no way. <laughs> Throw the dragon sword. <laughs> and that ain't Tommy. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> when I'm evil and I, and I don't want to do something else, I say, no way. Yeah. Let's just say. <laughs> just why do you get up to fake Jason from like. Oh, know, yeah, yeah, like... yeah. <laughs> but let's just say Power Rangers has never been good at finding sound-alikes. Uh, or if they are, it's been very rare. <laughs> oh, Primus, oh, oh, That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, okay, so basic, uh, so we have the Power Rangers show up for a, or Power Rangers show up. So we have the Green Ranger around for a while, and until we get, and he's actually around for about 17 more episodes. And then we the get to candle. the Green Candle two-parter. Now, in this story... Uh, Rita Rita remembers, oh wait, I have this thing (laughs) that can defeat this guy. Whoops. (laughs) She she has this green candle, and it's formed from some kind of magic wax, and when it burns down, it steals the Green Ranger's power. So Tommy's getting weaker, uh, and he's taken to Rita's dark dimension because all the bad guys in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers had a dark dimension. And you can't see it, but I'm doing air quotes every time I say dark dimension. (laughs) Uh, And it is told basically that the only way he's going to keep his powers is to, you know, fight for Rita again, and he doesn't want to. Jason goes to try to stop the candle, but unfortunately he fails. And But before Tommy's powers go completely out, uh, he gives his ranger coin to Jason, uh, which not only protects it from 
redigating it, but somehow <laughs> keeps whatever power is left in there. Don't ask what me. What BS how. science? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's magic science. So, and so but the powers are Rita's, unless someone aside from Tommy is holding it somehow. Basically, yeah. So, and, and that's how they get rid of the Green Ranger for the rest. Uh, well, for a while. Now, because they the, ran out of footage. Basically, yes, because in the Zhu Ranger version, uh, when the candle goes out, the, actually the candle had been around since uh, the Green Ranger's first appearance, and every time the Green Ranger showed up. Uh, he every time he left this, I guess it was kind of like a shrine or something. He was it was in. it was a cave, and yeah. it's like his life is prolonged as long as he's in the cave. But every time he leaves the cave, like Candle he has up. he has like X amount of hours to live. Um, so like he he can basically like stop the timer by going back in the cave. That's why in Power Rangers, like Tommy would always join the battle last because in Zoo Ranger. Um, Japanese Tommy would, like, be in the cave until the last possible moment. Yes, that, that's why Tommy was always always on his own doing something until the last second. So that that actually explains that, because that used to annoy the hell out of me. It's like, why don't you just have Tommy help you now? But whatever. So, yeah, so basically the Green Ranger dies in, in the Japanese version right there. Um, the Green Ranger, who, by the way, spoilers, sorry, Joe, is... Uh, the the Red Ranger's brother in the Japanese version. So and uh, so in Power Rangers, there's literally three more episodes until you get to the two part Doomsday, which originally, and this is episodes thirty nine and forty. So this is already several episodes for a live action show anyway. But thirty nine and forty were originally going to be the final two episodes of Power Rangers. Uh, and basically, this you know takes care of the last couple of episodes of Jew Ranger, and Lokar the Satan comes back, and <laughs> Lokar the Satan, <laughs> and they they basically fight this really the the robot they fight, Goldar's really war cool. yes the Warzord, but he looks really cool. Cyclopsis is what they call him in the American version, and it looks like—I mean, it looks like as close as you're going to get to a live-action, like a live-action Gundam, that isn't just a large statue standing up in Tokyo. Well, until Pacific Rim, I think. Well, yeah, but for for a guy in a rubber kind of rubber suit thing, that it was pretty awesome. But yeah, it, and of course, by the end of part one, it looks like they can't possibly win, and the Zords are busted up. Our literally, <laughs> literally, the the Zords are laying around. The one, the the Megazord loses an arm. Titanus um, drowns. Titanus that. drowns in the dirt. And like Megazord's like Megazord's like grabbing its neck. Like, don't yeah. you quit on me. Don't you <laughs> pull you up by the neck? How can you hold him up by the neck? Those those arms never bend. <laughs> and then and then it's like. What was it? In the next episode, the, before the Zords have completely recovered, they go out to try to fight it again. And as part of some kind of emergency plan, the Zords start disappearing piece by piece. Do you remember that part? Like, yeah. they're fighting and, like, the Dragon Zord's tail disappears. I saw and... that again recently, like, like within, like, the last few months. Oh, really? I yeah. have, too, because I got the DVD set. But, um, yeah, f- the... I don't know what the Japanese version or reasoning is, the reason for the in the Japanese version, but in the American version, it's because of some plan where if the swords have lost too much power, they start disappearing, teleporting away 
little bit by little bit. So, you know, the Megazord loses its hand and then its arm. In the Japanese version, Goldar is not driving the Warzord. Um, It's uh, Rita, a.k.a. it's Bandora's son, who's been, like, resurrected from the dead by Satan. Because it sounds like I'm making this up, but, like... Bandora used to be, like, a kind witch in the time of the dinosaurs, but her son was, like, a little Bart Simpson crushing T-Rex eggs. So a T-Rex got ticked off and chased him off a cliff. So Bandora vowed revenge on all dinosaurs and all children for some reason. And, like, at the end of the show, Satan resurrects her kid. But I guess he's, like, mad at his mom for becoming evil, so he will not give her a hug. And every time she tries to hug him, he, like, he flies away. Um, but he he drives the Warzord, and, like, at the end he dies, and his death makes Bandora cry, and everyone knows that, like, the tears of a witch makes her lose her power, so, like, then she's powerless and sent back into her, quote-unquote, space dumpster. And she becomes somewhat good again. I've seen this part, uh, because... Goldar and Scorpina have a baby. (laughs) Goldar and Scorpina have a baby, and that baby makes her happy, so the the baby, so, yeah. It's weird. I told you, Zoo Ranger is nuts, and we've just totally ruined the ending for Joe. Sorry, Joe. Well, I'll just have to find a way to uh, to go on. Yeah, oh, it, there's it, a lot of craziness. We haven't got his enjoyment into the of the part. show will not be ruined. I no, 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 no. There's there's, pl- there's plenty of crack that hasn't been discussed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Now, after those forty episodes, uh, now the thing was, by this point, Power Rangers was uber popular. And keep in mind that f- as far as 40 episodes with airing literally every weekday and Saturdays, 40 episodes, we barely have gotten past Thanksgiving of 1993. Um, and that was, you can even tell from the speech that Zordon gives after they've defeated Cyclopsis that um, this yeah, that, that was, that, that was supposed, supposed to be the, to be final, the final episode. episode. They rewrote it because uh, the original script is available online. They were they were going to do the same ending with uh, Rita getting sealed away. Oh, really? That's why. So yeah, that's why Zordon's like, "Do you want to give up being Power Rangers?" He has no reason to ask them that. Like, oh, um, you that's defe- right. I forgot you defeated that. you defeated another monster. You can quit now if you want. Like, like, yeah. like, no, like, like Rita is actually defeated. They just had to dub over like a few lines. Like, even though Rita is still out there, I'm giving you the option to quit. Yeah, it, it, surprisingly, Rita and Zordon are the easiest ways that they've been able to use to change, to make some kind of small plot changes because of how easy they are to dub over. It's it's pretty crazy. But anyway, um, so after those episodes, because of the uber popularity of Power Rangers, and because the, and it, it was good timing too because they were about to go on this several-month hiatus, um, Saban, who, of course, as I mentioned earlier, was in charge of Power Rangers, actually contacted Toei, who was the Japanese company that makes the Super Sentai series, and ordered, and paid a lot of money for it, new footage not shown in Japan. And keep in mind that technically, by this point, the Toei guys are actually two years ahead as far as where their shows were at the time. Mm -hmm. So they actually pulled the Zhu Ranger costumes out of storage, pulled the uh, costumes for the Megazord and the Dragonzord out of storage, and created several more episodes, like, oh, I can't even tell, almost another whole season's worth of episodes 
of footage. Basically, I'm not completely sure how they did this. If it was if they used scripts or if they just came up with the in costume versions of stuff, and then the we the Americans still had to figure out how they were going to write around it. But basically, they created new monsters. And they would tailor some stuff like for the American series. Like, yes, the, the, it would the have blue... the Japanese actors looking at their wrists, you know, for communicators. Right. And the Blue and Ranger would have... have would have actual uh, would be intelligent, a little bit more intelligent. The Yellow Ranger was still a dude, though. Yeah, we've not mentioned that yet. We like, have uh, not mentioned that. Yes, the uh, a guy named Boy. <laughs> ironically, uh, in Japan, the Yellow Ranger is a guy named Boy. Uh, and f- for some reason, for again, uh, the, because of how good they are with diversity, they wanted two girls on the Power Ranger team, so they made the Yellow Ranger a girl. And but, like uh, the Pink Ranger, who's who's originally p- uh, female in the Japanese version, is the only Ranger with the skirt, but the Yellow Ranger doesn't because in the Japanese ver- version he's a boy. Exactly. See, so and, and I guess you're supposed to just think, yeah, well, she's she's not well endowed, so it, it would work, I guess. Um, <laughs> no, well, no, no. <laughs> there was there was one shot where you got a face full of junk. I'll I'll look for it. Maybe you can include it. Well, endowed down there. I was talking further up. But anyway, uh, okay. <laughs> so anyway, there was there's literally like <laughs> when 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 Trudy morphed, she did a whole lot of morphing. <laughs> there's a whole saying. lot of changes going on with her. That's what I call yeah. more phenomenal. Wow! <laughs> wow! Uh, but this uh, actually, there. But before they could get the footage to them, there there were a couple of episodes where they kind of had to scramble to make creative uses of the footage they already had. Uh, the first two episodes has basically creative uses of the previous footage, including the return of Pudgy Pig, uh, which oh, wow. actually isn't really creative it like reuse. It was full on like reuse. Pet pig or something. Yeah, I don't know what that was. But starting after that, all of a sudden, um, you know, you were getting new Japanese footage. They, they even went so far as, in some cases, to change the Zord transformation footage a little bit. Uh, that whole section where the Megazord comes up from quote-unquote tank mode to uh, robot mode. Oh, yeah. Uh, they that's, changed that's, that's the angle. It's always kind of weird for me. It never actually like did anything. Yeah. It, it was used in the Japanese version, but... Which, by the way, in the Japanese version, um, after a few episodes of showing the transformation sequence, they would just, like, smash cut to, like, they would call their swords, and you'd see, like, a three-second flash of, like, them coming together. Not like in the American version, where every time they appeared, we had, like, the five-minute transformation sequence, which took up a quarter of a 20-minute oh, show. exactly, yes. Yeah, the Japanese version, they'd break the screen into, like, a four-part grid, and it would show different sections of the transformation and literally give it, like like Josh said, like three seconds. So, but, yeah. And then, um, and that went on for, let's see, how many more episodes? About another almost ten episodes before they got around to the episodes known as Return of an Old Friend. Oh, oh, keep now in mind, give though. give us back our parents! <laughs> yes. Uh, Rita... <laughs> oh, I'm doing that bit. I'm doing that bit. <laughs> Rita and the gang um, basically kidnapped the ranger's parents with her terrible Drambamol monster, which sounds like a... Just, I don't know, sounds like something that's going to put you to sleep. But um, they, they, they take the parents, causing the rangers to give up their power coins to get their parents back. 
And the only power coin they have left is the Green Ranger's coin. And Zordon is able to infuse some of his quote-unquote ancient power into the Green Ranger's power coin to allow him to spend some time as the Green Ranger. And, and in the Japanese version of the footage, it literally looks like the Green Ranger's coming down from heaven, if you've seen that. <laughs> Once again, we have the Green Ranger comes, coming back. Again, because the, the power is very limited, the Green Ranger can't show up too often, so again, he's shown up as last-minute save type of situation. And, uh, yeah, that's basically how they end the first season with 60 episodes. Um... And in the last episode is only no, no, really only notable because the Black Ranger gets Tommy's shield for a little bit. And, and he finally gets his girlfriend that he's been after that whole season, Angela. Oh, that's yeah, never that's seen she, again. Who disappears in the second season. It's amazing how that works. Yeah, they all have like, 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 like tertiary I, love interests who are, never last at all. Except for Pink and, you know, Pink Ranger and the Green Ranger. Kimberly and Tommy, they started a little... Smoochy smooch on there. When did that start happening again? I forget. Um, uh, well, I think she the, kind the green of... candle. Yeah, green candle. Oh, from the uh, beginning. Actually, from the, technically from the very beginning, she had, they both were kind of smitten on each other, basically from the time that Tommy introduced himself for the first time before Rita got her hands on him. They just didn't actually do any kissing and stuff until right around the green, yeah, green candle was they actually kissed one of the few times power rangers kiss <laughs> anybody know, like, like that must have horrified that must have turned off so many little reader uh, little viewers and the readers yeah the readers that's awesome <laughs> um but yeah so that takes us oh there there's like hardcore power ranger shippers who like are still very, very mad at, like, the replacement Pink Ranger getting with Tommy and Zeo. Oh, yeah. You could kind of see that coming as soon as she was first introduced, though. To be honest. Especially I've read the fan fiction. It's really hateful. Oh, there's all <laughs> kinds of messed up fan fiction with the, uh... Well, we won't even get into the adult fan fiction involving Power <laughs> Rangers. Uh, One oh, yeah, of the funniest ones... One of the funniest ones is like the, the the revelation of who Kim really wrote the letter about, and apparent and according to one fan fiction, it was Goldar. <laughs> oh my <God>. Yes, <laughs> yes. She met Goldar. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Goldar was the other man. Oh God. Slash slash. You know, I, I, I want to quote, I want to quote like uh, the Red Ranger when Goldar like like bar, like, like give me your power coins and I'll and I'll give you like your kidnapped parents, and then like like Austin St. John's like you know all right Goldar we do what you want to give us back our parents in the most like I'm Batman <laughs> voice ever. Oh, yeah, I was just gonna say you're making it sound like Christian Bale. <laughs> That's actually <laughs> That's how it sounded. sounded. Yeah, Jason, I don't know how, but he whenever he was morphed, he could kind. I mean, he was. Not so bad when he was not morphed, but whenever he had to dub the morph footage, he was always shouting at the top of his lungs. You would have thought he was in Dragon Ball Z. No, for oh, real. Yeah, so like, he was always sexual like... Yes, the sexual tension between him and Zack. Between him, between no, between him and Goldar. Like, <laughs> oh, power yeah. morpher. Now, now, Goldar. Soon you will, soon you will be begging. If you were a man, you'd take it. Oh God. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. 
Oh, oh God! It God, sounds God, like God. it's right from the fan fiction. But it's not. <laughs> I'm you looking for this. I want my power morpher. Pause now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a little sixteen-year-old kid <laughs> yelling. I just—it always—it always made me laugh because when he was, whenever he was dubbing, it was when he did that kind of acting. Because even when he wasn't morphed and he had to make it somehow match up the his match with his what he was saying on the screen, it would always be that extra shouting thing. I don't know what it was. Something about in, being in the dub studio just made him full out 120 percent shout match i don't know what was going on are powered now <laughs> like, oh man let's show the power of thunder video? which video Has, have you ever seen the youth of uh fake jason like when they got jason's voice double and he tried to uh, emulate it yeah that's terrible well yeah we're gonna get into that in a little bit here but yeah oh i can't wait that guy sucked um, well, let, <laughs> all three of us? <laughs> okay, that's going to do it for this time. Now, the show's going to be back on Friday the 30th. Yeah, I know that's only two days. But starting on the 30th, we'll be going weekly with these specials, from starting from, well, next episode, all the way until we get to the current series of Power Rangers, which is Power Rangers Mega Force. It won't be the same three guys joining me every time, uh, but... They will be with me for the next at least one more episode. Speaking of those guys, I would like to thank them for coming onto the show. Uh, Josh Bertoni can be found elsewhere on the internet on along with Donovan Morgan Grant at Spider-Man Crawl Space and the Clone Saga Chronicle podcasts, which cover different eras of Spider-Man, as you might guess. Uh, Josh also has his own podcast, Bertone's Beetle Bonanza, where he talks all about the Beatles. And he's also writing a book about Paul McCartney and his time with Wings, I believe. So make sure you check those out. Uh, I will have links to, those sh- to his podcasts on the show notes at charliesgeekcast.com. Donovan Morgan Grant, as well as being on those two Spider-Man shows, is also on the Batman Universe podcast, as well as The Next Dimension, a Dragon Ball Z podcast. Again, the links are in the show notes. And Joe Hogan um, is an actual artist. When he's not guest-starring on other people's podcasts, he's actually producing art, some of it even licensed artwork, for Topps trading cards and the like. He's also currently working on a motion comic that's set during the years of the Clone Wars with Star Wars, so that looks pretty cool. You can see his gallery over at DeviantArt.com. So, uh, once again, we'll be back on the 30th. I want to thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time, and may the power protect you. This has been an episode of Charlie's GeekCast, hosted by Charlie Niemeyer. The show's website is www.charliesgeekcast.com, where you'll find notes and images for each episode. Please feel free to leave a comment there, or email the show at charliesgeekcast at gmail.com, and I'll read them on the air. You can also subscribe to the show on iTunes. I also have another show called Superman of the Bronze Age, where I cover Superman comics published between 1970 and 1986. You can find that at www.supermanofthebronzeage.com. Charlie's Geek Cast is an I Don't Have a Fake Company name production. All images and music used are copyright their respective copyright holders. Thank you for listening, and God bless.